Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. I am Jens Nelson. I am Lucas Stock. And this is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. Welcome, Lucas. Welcome, valued listeners. We're here today with fresh content. It's uh, It's been a couple of weeks. We had some stuff come up. We've been busy in and out of doctor's appointments and such. Uh, so we're back. Got a fresh episode for you. And this episode actually comes to us from a listener. Uh, if you guys recall, a few weeks ago now, we did an episode on the Nephilim or the Nephilim. Uh, we talked about what they were, who they were, you know, all sorts of things. Really fun episode. Well, uh, someone named Hayden sent us an email afterwards and was like, yo, I really loved that episode. It was super cool. Uh, possible future episode idea for you. Uh, apparently, there's some controversy about whether David actually killed Goliath or if he was just named as Goliath's killer. Um, and he cites 2 Samuel 21.19 as what seems like pretty clear and substantial evidence uh, supporting the fact that perhaps David didn't actually kill Goliath. And I, for one, was like, what? I've never heard that. I always heard the story that David was the one who killed Goliath. Uh, so naturally, I was like, yo, Lucas, we, we got to do this episode. I'm super intrigued. Plus, a listener suggested it, so we have to do it. And he was totally on board, and now here we are. Oof. All right. So that was the last couple of weeks for you. So in all seriousness, that's what we're doing. Yep. We're, we're here talking about uh, yep, who yep. actually killed Goliath. Was it David? Was it somebody else? What's the deal? So I guess, man, first of all, how you doing? What are you thinking about? What's the deal with this passage that we're going to discuss? Hit us with your with your knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. I'm excited to be back. Like you say, like not, you know, on your end. It was a little bit of more, uh, you know, health-related things, and on on my end, a little bit more just busyness-related things. But health is good, families are good, and or at least you know, overall good. And semester's done for me now, so I have um, a lot more free time, and I don't need to say tell you on Sunday night, hey, I can't record this week because I've got to write a paper or whatever. Uh, we we don't need to worry about that anymore. So that's good, and. Um, and the thing with this episode is like, kind of like you, like what you said, like, you know, I've read the Bible before. <laughs> um, I've read, I think, as far as I can remember, going back to our, uh, you know, freshman year at Moody Old Testament survey class, I have read the entirety of the Old Testament at least once every single verse. I think I can say that in all honesty, which means I have read... <laughs> Second Samuel before, which means I have read Second Samuel 21 before. However, I never had any recollection until that email came in and then I like looked at it. I, I had never heard anybody mention this. I had no <laughs> recollection of this verse uh, saying, uh, referring to Elhanan as, as Goliath's killer, you know, like, so I thought it was a really interesting thing and also just a really fun little like miniature sort of you know, investigation to go on yeah. to be like, Hey, what's going on with this? So I'm really excited. And I, and I think, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised at how, how, well, I was going to say how easy the answer is. I don't want to say how easy the answer is, but how simple the answer that I have come to accept <laughs> is 
Um, I like it. It it seems like despite the fact that there seems to be two just mutually exclusive statements being made at different points within the the books of First and Second Samuel, um, there actually I think is a pretty straightforward harmony that's going on. Mm. Um, but it was fun to it was, it's fun it was fun it's fun to dig into this stuff and and uh, to take a look and to explore a question that I didn't even know I had because I like I said must have glazed over this verse. Well, I mean, uh, I think this is though a good a really good example of like the translation that you have and we've said this before is not perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect English translation of scripture. Um, there are going to be inconsistencies, there's going to be quote unquote errors and it's not that this is like untrustworthy. Um, but if you compare the CSB to the ESV to the NLT to the NIV, they're all going to have slightly different translations of this passage um and i think that's really fascinating that's just one of those examples on like depending on what you got it might be slightly different and you come out with a different outcome if you're not careful if you're just reading it at face value skimming it over you you might not even catch what you just read like we're saying we didn't even notice it until someone brought it to our attention recently i'm gonna say yes and to that for sure Um, yeah Please. First of all, to, you know, tune in for a uh, future episode later on this summer that I think we're going to dive into a lot of of those sorts of questions related to not only translation, but scripture itself. What do we believe about it? What do we not believe about it? Um, I'll leave that little teaser there for you. But the other thing is this actually isn't a translation issue. Um, I don't disagree with what you just said, but um, I looked at... Um, you know, I'm putting my tens of thousands of dollars of federal student loan debt to good work. Uh, my seminary education, I took a look at both the Septuagint and the Masoretic text, the Hebrew and the Greek, well, the Greek and the Hebrew, the order that I said it, um, of 2 Samuel 21, 19. So first I'll read it in the ESV, because I don't know if we've actually read the whole verse yet. But in the ESV it says, And there was again war with the Philistines at Gob, and Elhanan, the son of Jair, or Agim, the Bethlehemite, struck down Goliath the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. So, Elhanan struck down Goliath, not David, right? Okay, that's 2 Samuel 21, 19. And it's virtually identical, um, ESV and CSB, NASB are just three that I looked at, and those translations are all... Let me double check, but I believe word for word identical with each other um, that Elhanan slew Goliath, right? And so I looked at the English to see what, if, if it was sort of, diff- there are a few that, that add in the phrase, the brother of Goliath, but we'll get to that later. Um, but So I looked at the Hebrew and the Greek, which is not really a flex, but um, it might come off that way, so I apologize. But um, that's what it says. Uh, you know, it's kind of like where when when pastors, will, you know, they're preaching and they're like, oh, you know, the Greek here for love means love because that's how language works. But um, what it says here is that this character, Elhanan, slayed or killed Goliath the Gittite, that he slayed or killed whatever um, Goliath, the Gittite. And you, you can see, if you're looking at our notes, Jensen, I've like bolded, like there's no brother of, there's no, you know, 
associate uh like there's like it just says it says what it says like the saying that elhanan killed goliath is like i said it's not actually a translation issue when you read second samuel uh 21 19 after you've read first samuel 17 where um uh it's the, that's the first Samuel 17 verses 31 to 58 is the story of David slaying Goliath. That like, that's the, the Sunday school story. The, the, like that's where that story is. Um, and it's very obvious that David kills Goliath. I mean, again, David killed Goliath. That's what it says. But then you get to here and there's not, there, the, the issue isn't translating. The issue is why does second Samuel say Elhanan kills Goliath or killed Goliath when first samuel says that david killed goliath right um that is the the problem that presents itself that we were interested in investigating and so up to now all we've really established is that this is what um was in is it or it's in the hebrew the standard hebrew text that we have um and it's also in the uh, main Greek translation of the Old Testament that we have, which is um, uh, more or less the the Bible of Jesus and the early church. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. So we've got these these two verses, both both in a book of Samuel, First and Second Samuel, or uh, Third and Fourth. No, Third and Fourth Kingdoms, or I know Samuel and Kings is in some Bibles is kingdoms one through four. I can't remember if Samuel is first and second kingdoms or third and fourth, regardless, whatever. That's not the point. The point is um, there's this apparent contradiction where you can't literally have it be true that David killed Goliath and Elhanan killed Goliath, right? Like there's, however you want to explain it, it's clear that there's something else going on here. So before we move on to, or maybe if you're ready to move on to what, you know, sort of exploring a little bit of how we can answer that question. Do you have any other things to add that I missed or any thoughts or anything just as far as like sort of the problem as it presents itself? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, well, maybe I, I kind of want to actually read the first Samuel passage just very briefly to have the context because that that's one clear passage that says one thing. And then there's this other passage that we've already read that says another um, but starting in verse 3 of 1 Samuel 17, it says, The Philistines were standing on one hill, and the Israelites were standing on another hill with a ravine between them. Then a champion named Goliath from Gath came out from the Philistine camp. He was nine feet, nine inches tall. If you want to hear more conversation about super tall people, go listen to our episode on the Nephilim. Uh, but yeah, nine feet, nine inches tall. And then you jump down to 1 Samuel 17, verse 48. It says, When the Philistine started forward to attack him, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in the bag, took out a stone, slung it, and hit the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down to the ground. David defeated the Philistine with a sling and a stone. David overpowered the Philistine and killed him without having a sword. David ran and stood over him. He grabbed the Philistine's sword, pulled it from its sheath, and used it to kill him. Then he cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they fled. First of all, like, straight out of a crazy World War II or some other crazy war movie. I mean, like, David just runs up on this guy and 
literally cuts off his head with a sword. It's pretty violent. But it seems pretty clear, at at least, though, <laughs> who killed him, right? I mean, the, the text says that David slung the stone into his forehead and then goes over to the body and cuts off the head and kills him. Like, it's pretty clear. And we I think there's probably other passages that make mention of this later in Scripture. Um, but again... There's this other text that if you're just reading it in your particular translation also seems clear when it says um, that Elhanan the Bethlehemite struck down Goliath the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. So like both of those texts seem to be clear. Um, so there, is there something else going on? What's the deal? Why is it that some translations say the brother of Goliath? Why isn't that in all of them? Because that would just clear things up right away. If we just said that Elhanan killed the, the brother of Goliath, then it's like, okay, David killed Goliath. Elhanan killed D- Goliath's brother. You know, Goliath. I don't know. I don't know what, to, whatever, right? Um, so like, what's what's the deal here? So to, to bring clarity to this, what we can do is actually read some other passages of scripture, as, as we ought to. We shouldn't just read this in isolation. First uh, Chronicles 20 verse 5 says, In another battle with the Philistines, Elhanan, son of Jair, uh, killed Lami, the brother of Goliath the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. Okay. That we, we literally, like this verse repeats the details of the size of the spear's shaft, and it clearly says that Elhanan killed Goliath's brother rather than Goliath himself. I mean, it says plainly, so apparently it was Goliath and Lami. Uh, they were two dudes, two peas in a pod, right? So David strikes down Goliath, and then we have in First Chronicles 20, again, uh, Elhanan killing Lami, the brother of Goliath the Gittite. So... What's the deal with the Second Samuel passage? Why why is it that Second Samuel twenty one nineteen and in some of our English translations just simply says Elhanan struck down Goliath as opposed to Goliath's brother? So what do you think, Lucas? I know you did a little bit of research into Elhanan. What did you what did you find? Yeah, yeah. So so first of all, I the reason it says Elhanan killed Goliath is because that's what the text they're translating says. Those translations, like, for example, I know there are others, but the example that I found specifically is the KJV, um, saying in Second Samuel that Elhanan killed the brother of Goliath, that's not, that, like, the brother of Goliath is, is being added in to clarify. And the that's not changing what the text says for the sake of wanting to fix something you think is wrong. It's changing what the text says, adding something in in order to clarify based on the fact that we have, we don't just have 2 Samuel, we have 1 Chronicles as well. So that's the decision being made, you know, the translators of the King James and other translations that do that. Um, It doesn't reflect an inconsistency in the actual translation. It reflects a decision to add that clarification that Chronicles adds into 2 Samuel to avoid this confusion. So, then, I mean, what what, what I find per- peculiar here is the fact that this Second Samuel passage, Second Samuel 21, specifically verse 19, that it does not say anything about Goliath's brother. And I personally wonder why is that? What's, what's the deal? Because we have the first Samuel, 
We have the second Samuel. Both passages say that one person killed Goliath. But then, like we said, we throw in that verse from Chronicles and it clarifies that that Elhanan actually killed Goliath's brother, which is great. It's it's cool that we have that. Um, like you said, uh, modern translations, ESV, CSB, they are just translating word for word this passage from, from, from Hebrew that makes no mention of Goliath's brother in 2 Samuel. If your translation, so if you have like a KJV, for example, if you see that little bit of uh, killed Goliath's brother, that's put there for clarification's sake because we have that Chronicles passage, but that is not in the text. And so, you know, I think for, for some people, you have to wonder like, well, what what is this? Are, is there more than one Goliath? Uh, did, you know, was there a bit of confusion over who actually killed Goliath? And so that the two passages have... Uh, you know, we have them here in scripture and then we wait for Chronicles down the road to have further revelation on what actually happened. I'm not exactly sure, um, but that that was just really fascinating to me. The, the, like I said, I, I was unaware that this passage even read this way. Like you said, I, I remember going through Old Testament survey, my freshman year at Moody, had to read all of the Old Testament for the class. And I don't remember reading this. I don't remember talking about it. So I, I don't necessarily have a good explanation um, on on why this passage seems to just say that Elhanan killed Goliath. Perhaps this is like something that goes way, 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 way back. And there are manuscripts that are older that have the inclusion of brother of, and we've maybe lost them. And so modern, uh, you know, the, the um, you know, the scripts that we have, maybe those are, are all we can work with. I don't, I don't really know. Did you find anything in your reading, Lucas, that would maybe indicate why this passage doesn't have the brother of? Well, I mean, I think it, like, it just doesn't, right? And the re, so, so the reason, I think the question to ask is more, what is the discrepancy between the two passages? Um, and I think that there are basically like three major sort of explanations we could give. You mentioned, you, you kind of mentioned one in passing, like maybe there's more than one guy named Goliath from Gath. And to clarify, uh, Goliath the Gittite means Goliath the, the, the person from Gath, like the, the, the chief city of the Philistines, basically their capital city. Um, I don't think that we want to say that there's, there's because we aren't told. I don't think we want to assume or, or infer that there are more than there's more than one giant named Goliath from Gath. It doesn't seem very likely because Goliath is is introduced in 1 Samuel 17 as a champion. You know, he he's he is this Nephilim Anakim guy of the Philistines who is a champion of them, who is from their like capital city. Like he's very much presented in the accounts where he's introduced in Samuel, he's very much this like pinnacle sort of figure, right? He he kind of represents this like the 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 chief of the power of the Philistines, right? The the anti god power that comes from these demonic forces that you know. So I don't think it really makes sense that there would be, you know at roughly the same, not not the, exactly the same period, but, you know, like within the same generation, two people who are like comparable, both named Goliath from Gath, right? The, that, that, you know, that are like recorded in history as Goliath the Gittite, right? 
I'm not saying you can't have more than one people with the same given name, but in terms of like being marked down in the, the you know, the, the annals of history uh, that we, you know, have today. The other thing is um, there's this view that, that this, this potential hypothesis that David actually is Elhanan. Um, and El Elhanan is David is maybe the better way to, to the better way to put it. And this this is this is kind of basically put. It's a proposal that that is just designed to resolve this contradiction, um, and that uh, you know Elhanan is his is his like birth name, and then David is sort of the name he takes as as his royal name, which you know sounds plausible. Um, and then also like Yair and um, or Jair. And Jesse, um, they share a lot of, of letters. So maybe like Jesse is sort of a corruption of Jair or the other way around. Um, this seems like a really big stretch to me, just for the fact that within the corpus of the books of Samuel, you know, David is never introduced as Elhanan. He's always introduced as David, and he's always introduced as the son of Jesse. And it just seems weird that there'd be no, like, textual evidence for this, you know, change of name and corruption of his father's name. It's just, it's very speculative. So it just kind of seems unlikely. Um, what we have is David, son of Jesse. That's all we have. That's the only evidence that we have textually. So it's, it's, it's a little too far of a reach for me to feel like there's a reason to, to take that view. Um, and then there's the, I think the, the most straightforward and easy view, which is that David killed Goliath and Elhanan, a different person, killed Goliath's brother, who is another giant named Lachmi, uh, as we read in 1 Samuel 17 and, uh, I keep forgetting, 1 Chronicles 20. Um, and what's really interesting about the relationship between 1 Chronicles 20 and 2 Samuel 21 um, is, so these are basically parallel passages. If you remember, Chronicles kind of retells the stories of um, Sam, the, the books of Samuel and Kings um, as sort of like a, like, like from, from, a, from a more his, just historical overview perspective, kind of. Um, so there's a lot, like if you read... First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, and then you go and read Chronicles. It's like, why am I reading the same thing again? You know, um, or at least that's what I vaguely remember. It's been many years since I've done that. But um, and so Second Samuel twenty one and First Chronicles twenty are are they they what they're 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 telling the same story, so to speak. And what they're actually doing these sections is they're actually listing off giants, Nephilim, that these israelites have killed like it's literally just like if if you look at these verses in in the paragraph context it's just like oh and such and such was a giant that so and so the israelite killed oh and and you know elhanan kills goliath's brother Lachmi, or you know and it's 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 really interesting that that's what's going on and if you look at first chronicles 20 verse 5 and second samuel 21 19 the the their the sentences are identical except for Lachmi the brother of is added in Chronicles and it's not there in Samuel. And this is a roundabout way of getting to my belief, but there's this really I don't know quite what to make of it 
Um, but there's this really interesting wordplay that I think is going on in Hebrew, which is um, Elhanan's father is called um, Jair or ya- Yare, Yair. I don't, I don't know quite how we'd most want to pronounce it. Um, Yair or Agim, right? And in a lot of uh, ver- um, versions, I don't think all of them. I and mean, in a lot of translations, though, it, that's just kind of given as his name, right? Like ESV, Yair, Jair or Agim, CSB, Jair or Agim, right? Um, but then if you look at the end of the of the sentence, the shaft of whose spear, talking about Goliath's spear, was like a weaver's beam, right? So some instrument or tool that that weavers used i don't know i don't know enough about weaving to know quite what a weaver's beam would be but but i imagine it's a pretty big thing to be used to describe goliath the giants nine almost 10 feet tall giants uh spear right so um but the the word for weaver is origim so again if if you know Listeners can't see this, but if you look up at my notes document, I'm, I'll, I'm highlighting Oregim, you know, Ben Yair Oregim, son of Yair the, the, you know, Oregim, and then over here, um, as the shaft of the weaver or of weavers. So it, it's it used like in English the the wordplay would be Elhanan the son of Jair the weaver the uh, blah, blah 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 the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam so i don't maybe wordplay isn't the right word but there's this we lose it in translation because it's like jair the weaver his son is the one who kills goliath or the the brother of goliath whose spear was like a weaver's beam so i think that there's this this kind of poetic element to it where you've got this list of giants that shouldn't be you know, killable, right? Like they're, they're these, these, these champions of war and mighty and strong. I mean, they're literally giants after, after Goliath or his brother is mentioned the next giant that we we don't even hear his name, but he's a man who had six fingers and on each hand and six toes on each foot. And he's like that, you know, just this, this monstrous sounding guy. Right. So it's like, that's what's going on. The point of 2 Samuel 21 and 1 Chronicles 20 is this, this retelling, this summarizing this of, of all of these like exploits of Israel conquering these giants. Um, and so I think that, you know, Goliath is obviously the, maybe, I think it seems obvious, like he's the most well-known giant. He's certainly our most well-known giant, Right. And this is sort of, you know, David's entrance onto Israel's, like, stage. You know, this is, because of this event, you know, this is how Saul notices him, you know. Um, and so I think that what's going on is there's there's an emphasis on the, the, the you know, Israel's conquering of these giants. Israel is fighting against and winning against these giants. And I think that because Elhanan was the son of a weaver or seems to be, or at least that was his father's name, um, there is this sort of poetic wordplay where it's like, you know, the son of a weaver killed the guy whose spear is as big as a weaver's beam. You know, not the son of a, of a warrior, not the son of a, of a champion, right? And I think that 
Goliath being sort of the, he's like the, like I said earlier, he's sort of like this archetype of like Philistine giant power. And yet he is defeated by Israel. And, 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 you know, from the perspective of trying to establish what actually happened historically, David killed him. And we have a much more detailed description of that. And what actually happened historically is that Elhanan killed uh, Goliath's brother. But there's obviously a close relationship between Goliath and Goliath's brother. And in 2 Samuel, you've already read 1 Samuel, and you have this, this, this call back to who is Goliath? Oh, well, he is this, he represents, you know, when he dies, the Philistines run away. You know, David defeating Goliath is the same thing as Israel defeating the whole nation of, of, of the Philistines, right? So I think that it's, it's, this, I don't know if this, again, if this is the best way to put it, but I think it's the sense of like this poetic retelling of the bigger picture of Israel's defeat of the giants. And I think that it's, that it comes out in this place where um, for whatever, you know, literary reason, uh, it, it says, you know, it was written that, that he killed Goliath um, when we know, and, you know, so to speak, the Bible knows that he killed Goliath's brother because it tells us that, and and it tells us that David killed Goliath. So it's a little it's a little nebulous, and and I I don't know if I've explained it super well, but that's basically what I think is going on. Um, and I think we get that by reading First Samuel and Second Samuel as well as First Chronicles, right? And when you see you you have sort of Second Samuel is almost like a blending of the of of First Samuel and First Chronicles, not because it's a mistake or you know people didn't know what was going on, but I think it serves this broader purpose of highlighting Israel's defeat of the giants. Because keep in mind, by the time we get to Second Samuel twenty one, David's been king for a long time. Like he he's already been king, and this is happening under his rule. And in First Samuel, he's still just you know a shepherd boy or whatever. He hasn't been crowned king. Saul is king. So like even just if you just read the narrative, this isn't happening at the same time. You know what I mean? It's not like this is a conflicting account of the same chronological event. This is a a, a on the surface conflicting description of two different events that seem to not match up. And I think it has to do with this this bigger picture of what does it mean for an Israelite to kill Goliath. It means something more than just the, the the raw historical fact of this individual killed this other individual. There's this bigger theological and um, uh, poetic, maybe narrative kind of being drawn of of the giants that that should be undefeatable are being defeated by these lowly Israelite people. You know, the son of a craftsman, not the son of a of a of a warrior. Um, so maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I am, but, um, that's sort of the the conclusion I've come to. Yeah, no, that's really good. And that's, I think where I'm at too. I, I, I think I land on David killed Goliath and Elhanan killed his brother. It's pretty straightforward, simple as that. It was really interesting. I found a couple articles that like speculated that it was sort of propaganda that David killed Goliath. It was sort of like to bolster David's reputation. Um, and so like the second Samuel passage is the true passage of who killed 
Goliath, and then only later when Chronicles was written was there that, like, amendment put in there to clarify, like, oh, actually, Elhanan didn't kill Goliath, but killed his brother. And I'm like, well, I apparently, mean... <laughs> apparently, but... they're, they're good enough at propaganda to retell the story and get everyone to believe it was David, but they're not good enough to notice in yeah. the same book when it says somebody else, and they just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's just like... Uh, I, I, it wasn't all that convincing to me. So if you find something like if if someone's out there listening and you have some more evidence you want to put forward, I'm happy to have my mind changed. But I think for now, I'm I'm content to say that David killed Goliath and Elhanan killed his brother. Um, but yeah, I mean nothing else to really say here. So we'll conclude with a prayer from the Valley of Vision. Um, I feel like we need a prayer from the the Book of Common Prayer soon. I feel like we've had a couple of valleys recently, so we'll change it up next time maybe. But this this prayer is called Openness. And it says, Lord of immortality, before whom angels bow and archangels veil their faces, enable me to serve thee with reverence and godly fear. Thou who art spirit and requires truth in the inward parts, help me to worship thee in spirit and in truth. Thou who art righteous, let me not harbor sin in my heart or indulge a worldly temper or seek satisfaction in things that perish. I hasten towards an hour when earthly pursuits and possessions will appear vain, when it will be indifferent whether I have been rich or poor, successful or disappointed, admired or despised, but it will be of eternal moment that I have mourned for sin, hungered and thirsted after righteousness, loved the Lord Jesus in sincerity, and glorified in his cross. May these objects engross my chief solitude or solicitude, Produce in me those principles and dispositions that make thy service perfect freedom. Expel from my mind all sinful fear and shame, so that with firmness and courage I may confess the Redeemer before men. Go forth with him, bearing his reproach. Be zealous with his knowledge. Be filled with his wisdom. Walk with circumspection. Ask counsel of him in all things. Repair to the scriptures for his orders. Stay my mind on his peace, knowing that nothing can befall me without his permission, appointment, and administration. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope it was as interesting to listen to as it was to uh, prepare for. I got to say this was one of, I don't want to say this is one of my favorite episodes we've ever done, but it might be one of my favorite like research phases that that I've ever done for an episode. It was just fun to dig into, like I said at the beginning, this mystery to and and it, it didn't take as long as I thought <laughs> to to find, you know, some of what what I think is going on and and anyway, I hope I hope it was a fun one. I know I feel like I say this all the time whenever we do a listener suggested episode, but like we do them. So, you know, <laughs> send in your ideas if you've got them. We love to uh, talk about the things that at least somebody wants us to talk about. And this was a great one. So huge shout out to Hayden. And thank you for uh, listening and and tuning in and being being involved. You know, if you want to connect with us, we're always available um, by email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. Um, that's if you've got especially something longer, like like a episode suggestion probably the best way to make sure it doesn't get lost in the shuffle to send it there we're also on twitter at doxology podcast we'd love your not only episode ideas but feedback on this or any other episode questions you've got um, we'd love to hear from you no matter what uh, so until next time we'll see you peace out